Hello, I'm Rick Lancaster. Thank you for tuning in. Grab your Bible as we study through God's Word together. It's my hope that as we go through these messages that we will all grow in our understanding of God's Word. As we grow in our understanding, we'll also be better equipped to glorify God, bless others, and grow faith ours and others. If you have any questions about anything in this teaching, send me a message. I would love to connect with you. With that said, let's get into the Word and see what the Spirit would say to us today. All right, welcome everyone to the Future Today Prophecy Meeting. We're going to open with a word of prayer and then we will get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity as we talk about things that are going on in the world around us, and then connecting and relating those to things in your word. That, Lord, um, you're, uh, one of the amazing things about the Bible, about you, God, is that you know the future before, before you, you knew the end before the beginning, and that the world is going in a way that um, you predicted and you told us was going to happen, that you sovereignly, ordainly uh, are dealing with and causing and, and, and involved with. And as we talk about these things, Lord, you want us to know it so that we can be prepared and so that we <clears throat> know how to, how to live in this world. So I thank you for this time, and I pray for these, your people, as they listen, those who are watching online. I pray that you would open their hearts and minds as well. And Lord, prepare them. If there's questions, I pray, Lord, that you'd help, help them to, to formulate those questions and uh, give uh, Randy and I the wisdom that, that comes from you for um, answering those questions. We praise you, Lord. We lift it up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So our purpose for doing these meetings is to keep the church informed what's going on, you know, to, to whatever extent that we can because there's so much going on that <clears throat> we can't cover it all. Um, or we could do this every week, I suppose, but yeah. we're, we're not going to. Now we could. Now we could. But we're going to relate them to, to end times things, things that are going on uh, in what the Bible says, the Bible tells us there's an end of time coming. That there's going to be a point where, where God, you know, brings all of this stuff to a conclusion. And, and so we're all busy and, <clears throat> and we, we have things that are important to us. All of us have things that kind of consume our time and mind. And it's hard for us to keep up with everything. Even Randy, who actually has a real heart and mind for these things, has a hard time keeping up with all of these things. Yeah. But God wants us, wants us to have an idea of what's going on so that, especially as it relates to these things that, that are going to come in the future, and so that we're prepared, but also so that we're not alarmed by it. We're going to be concerned. We're going to be bothered by some of these things, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't be afraid of them. You know, most of the world is focused on the material world that with little or no thought regarding the spiritual, even as these, these, these um, things are going on around them, they're looking at the material impact and effects and causes and all of that without really focusing on the spiritual. That's part of what we bring into this time as we talk about everything that happens in the world around us has a spiritual component to it and we should understand what that spiritual element is so that we can be, um, you know, we know how to respond to it. We know how to pray about it. We know how to deal with it if, it, if something needs to be done. And so 
You know, the same thing was true when Jesus was on the earth. Um, in Luke 12, verses 54 through 56, says this. Then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there will be hot weather, and there is. Hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern the, this time? So Jesus, God in the flesh, the long-awaited Messiah was in their presence, was speaking to them about spiritual things, and they were missing it entirely. They were focused on something else that wasn't what he was draw, trying to draw to their attention. If you have your Bible, turn to Revelation 13. We're going to be in a familiar text and, and talk about a familiar topic, but we're going to approach it um, looking at something that um, is, has been occurring, has happened in the world. And, and, and even it isn't a brand new thing, but it is something that the reason and the, and the emphasis behind it is different. And so uh, we're going to talk about that today. Um, you know, it, it's, and it's going to point to something that will happen in the tribulation period. So we're going to, we're going to read this text in Revelation, and then we'll, we'll talk about what, what it kind of, the thing that's going on in the world today. In verse, chapter 13, verse 16, it says this, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, that no one may buy or sell except one has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And so most of us can probably remember a time where, where if we were familiar with, this, with these verses, we might have wondered, how is that even possible? Um, that that you, can, you can make it so someone cannot buy or sell things because, you know, we just couldn't, we couldn't conceptualize a world where you could be limited to that degree. Well, we've already talked lots of times about the different things that are going on that kind of give evidence of that. We're going to look at another one today, another symptom, if you will, of the reality of this prophecy. So, so in, in the context of Revelation 13, we have the false prophet who initiates this mark of the beast. The beast is the Antichrist. So, so he, mark, he initiates this thing and makes it so that they can't buy or sell. And so it, it's long believed things like a global economy were going to be a part of it, and, and that is going to be a part of it. Also, the idea of a, of a single um, a currency type of a thing. Um, and then with the onset of digital currency, you know, the emphasis of a cashless society is rising up again. That idea is coming up. So all of these are pieces and elements of that. And the latest thing that might be a symptom of the mark of the beast, and it's might, it's a little bit early to say with certainty, but I think it's important that we understand it, is um, something called debanking. Anybody heard of that concept? Um, you know, we were familiar with the idea of deplatforming, um, where, where somebody who says something um, is, you know, is on Twitter or YouTube or someone else because they say something that's contrary to the, you know, to the views of that platform are kicked off of that platform. That's been, that's been fairly common. Well, debanking is when a bank closes the, the bank accounts of someone. Now, that's not new. Banks have done that for 
a long time, usually relating to illegal activities or, um, you know, other reasons that most people would look at and say, well, yeah, of course, I would do that too. But now there, there's, there are, uh, there is a, a, a trend, not a trend, but there are incidences, and not just a few of them, many of them, where someone is being debanked, having all their accounts closed, not just frozen, closed, because their views are in, in violation or contradiction to the views of the bank itself. You know, you know banks, <laughs> what is a bank? What, what is the primary, well, let me rephrase that. What should be the primary focus of banks? Money, right? Isn't that in our minds what a bank is? It's about money. It's about, it's about moving money around, about making money. That was its primary focus. Well, we're seeing a shift and that shift is in relation to something that, um, that we've, we've seen goes on for a long time. If you think about a corporation or a business, you know, why does a corporation or a business exist? A corporation or a business exists to provide a product or service for profit, for the most part, unless it's a nonprofit, but then it still provides a product and service, though just not for profit. So the primary emphasis of businesses is to produce something for something. And, you know, to someone. Well, um, now we've seen a shift, and it's something we've... I, have we done ESG? Have we done that no, as one of the topics? Yes. We might have Talked to do that. It, not done it. Um, the corporations now are... And we might have to make this one of our future um, sessions. Have, have been using something called ESG. Now, if you're not familiar with it, it is... Um, the, the ESG stands for Economic social and governance. And, and while the, on the surface, you could look at that and say, okay, well, we ought to understand and we ought to you know, kind of manage that. But the way ESG operates, it's all focused on hyper left-wing viewpoints. And so ESG is about, and, it, and, it, and, and the way it's being used is corporations and companies are evaluated and then given a score, an ESG score, on how well they rate with these, these left-wing liberal ideologies that are ruining this world. And, and, and it used to be that companies, you know, you know they, they, didn't, they didn't cave in to a lot of these social pressures, but now companies are... are Either they're either fully on board with ESG, meaning they believe in what ESG is trying to accomplish, in in making sure that that you know that you know that we that we stop global. It's not warming. It's global change. You stop stop the climate, climate from change. changing. Okay. Climate change. Hey, how do you, oh, climate change? What did I say? Global. Global climate ch climate change. We can't stop climate change, right? Um, or no, they say you can. Um, you know that where they, where they control everyone and how they breathe and do all that other stuff. You know, you, 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 have, to, you have to drive an electric car and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so the, the hyper, hyper green thing, um, that's one way how, how green you are. The social is all the social issues the, that, you, that you agree with and you support and you encourage the, 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 all the sexual ideology and gender ideology uh, philosophies. 
and the governance is all about diversity, making sure that you have, you know, the, you know, uh, you know, a representation of all the people that they want you to have in this, in this organization. And so they score you on all of that. And we see that, you know, corporations that are, that are literally creating and reforming their corporation around ESG so that they can increase their ESG scores. No longer about making money. It's no longer about making a better product. It's all about meeting all of these particular ESG goals. They're hiring people, you know, vice presidents, high-paid high paid vice presidents for the purpose of that. Colleges are teaching courses in it, and they, you know, professors are promoting it. And so it's a, it's a terrible, terrible program that's leading us down a path of, of ultimately of destruction. Well, banks are also doing it. And, and so, and so the, what's been going on, there are some people, and one person in particular really kind of raised it up to the, up to really up to the, you know, in the point of mainstream news, uh, was a guy in England who was debanked just suddenly. All of a sudden, all of his, all of his accounts were closed. And they come to find out that it was because of some things that he had said that they disagreed with. And, and so it was this idea that, that, that they're doing it. Now for us, you know, we're, you know, most of us are not making enough noise for our banks to care what we're doing. You know, that, you know, that uh, Randy and I were talking, well, as a church, we might have to be careful because we're not going to be careful, but we have to be aware because we're not going to be careful. We're going to be truthful and that's what we're going to do. We're going to say what is true and if somebody doesn't like it, then fine. Um, but the, but what's for us, most of us as individuals, we're not going to worry about debanking because it's probably not going to happen. Not today. With the introduction of AI, oh man, that opens up all, all kinds of doors. AI can almost instantaneously evaluate everything that you do online, your, your whole life, and then give you a personal ESG score. And or something like it. It wouldn't be ESG because, because it, they'd have to change some of the, some of the acronym. So, so it's just something we need to be aware of. Why, why is that a big deal? Well, there's going to come a time where Jesus comes back, right? Anybody believe that? Anybody believe, anybody believe Jesus is coming back? Okay, Same. two people, thank you. Okay, thank you, more of you. Okay, Jesus is coming back, and when he comes back, he's going to take the church. He's going to take the church out of here. And then what's going to happen after that is a seven-year period we refer to as a tribulation period, which is unparalleled horror on this earth. It is going to be, uh, 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 the things that are going to go on um, are going to be terrible. One, because the church is gone and, and people will be free to do whatever evil they feel inclined to do. And at the same time, God is going to judge this world. He's going to pour out one judgment after another. It's going to be terrible. The world has never seen anything like it. And so it's terrible. But one of the things that's going to happen is, is that this person, the Antichrist, is going to rise up. He's going to rise up pretending to be a savior, to pretending to bring, have an answer to all the trouble that's going on in the world. And then at the halfway point, there's going to come this, this change and, and the, the false prophet, and they won't have those titles, by the way. You know, the, the Antichrist isn't going to have a, you know, name tag, you know, John whatever, 
antichrist. It, it, you know, he'll just be someone that those that people, those that know the word of God will be able to look at this guy and say, that's the antichrist. False prophet, same thing. He's not going to be identified in that way, but he's going to be, he's going to be, he, he could be discerned that way. But one of the ways we're going to know is one of the things he's going to do is he's going to create this image to the beast, demand that the whole world worship this image, and then he's going to institute this system of control where he, he makes it so that unless you have this mark, this mark of the Antichrist on your body in some way, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. And, and things like debanking, they are, they are a symptom of this thing that, that, that the tools that he's going to use. Now, debanking is not the mark of the beast. The, the digital currency is not the mark of the beast. The, all the different economic things and things going on are not the mark of the beast. All they are is getting the world ready for the mark of the beast. And so we look at these things and we don't, and we look at them and we should be prepared and we should be thinking about, you know, how we handle our finances and who we do our finances with and all of those sorts of things. We need to be wise with all of those things, but we don't get all freaked out, you know, oh no, oh no, the sky is falling. You know, I, I might, I don't want to take the mark of the beast. You're not going to, if you're a believer here in Jesus Christ, you're going to be gone and you don't have to worry about it, right? Um, so just, so, so, we want to, the main thing we want to think, we want to remember is we need to, we need to look at things like that and be wise and say, okay, that's not right. That's not good. And if we have an opportunity, a way of resisting it, we should. And if we can't resist it, then we ought to see if there's a way that we can manage our life around it so that we're not, we're not suffering from it. You know, know who your bank is. Know what your bank is, for, is about. You know, if, if your bank um, is, is, is actively involved in ESG, um, then you might want to consider changing your bank, you know, and, and I don't know who your bank is. I don't even know which banks are actively doing that. Randy could probably tell you that better, better than I could, but have an idea if your banks are, are practicing that kind of stuff, if they, because many of them will, will advertise it. They're proud of the fact that they, that they, you know, they're involved in ESG. And so find out and if, and then make a, then make a wise choice. Don't panic. Don't be afraid, but be wise. Amen? All right. Jesus is coming back. Amen. Soon. Soon, very soon. I want to start with what I'm going to end with, okay? And here's the statement. Loving Jesus and longing for his return are inseparable. Amen. See, that's where we need to stand. If we love Jesus, we should long for his return. Amen. And so, I want to piggyback a little bit on what Pastor Rick shared. By the way, E in ESG is environmental. Oh. Um, that's the climate change stuff what did I say? that's in there. Economic. Act, oh, you're right. Yeah. I so it's up. environmental, so just know that that's, part, that's that part of that. It's right um, in my notes. I believe that it is. Um, in, a, in a recent LifeWay poll, they found that only 2% of the churches in the United States teach Bible pros prophecy. I want you to think about that number. 2% of the churches, and, and I know that that number encompasses probably all churches, okay? But only 2% teach Bible prophecy. That's significant. And it's significant because, you know, Pastor Rick um, 
read about Jesus saying that you, you people understand what it's, what's coming when a storm comes because you see it and you know, you're aware of all of that, but you're not paying attention to what um, prophetically is coming. And so um, you guys are blessed. You know, Pastor Rick uh, has this desire uh, to make sure that prophecy is shared so that you are prepared. Mm -hmm. It's not to scare. It's not to cause you to say, oh, the, the sky is falling. It's to do exactly what um, that statement says. If we love Jesus, we should be looking for his return. If we're looking for his return, we're beginning to identify those prophetic um, events and issues that are coming together that demonstrate to us that the rapture is soon. I believe it's very soon, just putting um, you know, all kinds of things together. But the statement going on with um, um, this headline that I had, if people avoid Bible prophecy, it's probably one of the reasons that so many churches today are, are dead or woke. Now, that's an interesting concept when we say that a church is woke. But have you heard of the Sparkle Creed? Have you heard of that? The Sparkle Creed, um, as Lionel just saw, is basically a woke response to the Apostles' Creed. Hmm. If you listen to it, you will be appalled. Um, just said it in a church in uh, Texas that I just read about, and they get up and they say it. Now, here's the thing that are in at that church. Drag queens are there, the pastor or whatever we would call her or him um, is uh, dressed up in drag. Um, and they say this sparkle creed, with, which basically says, we love everybody, we are concerned about the environment, and it goes on for a long time. It is the antithesis of what the Apostles' Creed is all about. So it demonstrates to us that if we're not paying attention, that these uh, heresies start getting into the church, and then guess what happens? The church goes woke, which ultimately means they're not teaching the word of God, okay? The other thing I wanted to share before I get into all of my stuff um, is that uh, Pastor Rick talks about bank accounts and banks and all of that. I, I want us all to really understand that if you have a bank account, if you have a savings account, if you have a CD and on and on and on, that once you hand that money over to that bank, do you realize legally you do not own that money anymore? Do you know that? And that's why a bank can come in and freeze all, I repeat, all of your assets. And so um, I'm not saying go take all of your money out, but I, but I am saying just what Pastor Rick said, understand what and who you're dealing with, you know. Um, make sure that you take some steps to protect yourself. If you have $50,000 in an account and um, our president decides that he's going to freeze the account, you could lose that money. And, and it's legal. It's happened. It's happened in Brazil. It happened in, I think, 1933 um, in the United States. Um, it can happen again. And if you read a lot about what's going on in banks and um, uh, the, the economic sector, um, they're calling for banks to fail even by the end of this year. There are several that probably are too big to fail. The Chase's, J.P. Morgan, um, Wells Fargo. Um, but if you look at those banks, those are two banks that have gone to the ESG. And so 
pay attention. Don't be blinded by some of this stuff. Um, it, it's important that you're well informed. Okay. Now we're talking about debanking, and I, and I think it was a great uh, teaching in terms of preparing us because debanking is a, a real issue. Um, the person that Pastor Rick was talking about, um, you know, he just woke up and they had closed his accounts only because environmentally he said some things as well as he liked Trump. Um, and so those things caused that to happen. Eric Trump, by the way, um, was threatened to be debanked. And so you've got a number of those people that are standing up and doing things that basically are against what the global agenda is. And we talked quite a bit about that the last uh, meeting that we got together. And I'm going to highlight a few more of those things. But it's very important that you're paying attention, you know, to what is going on out there with banks, with your money, um, with um, a potential recession that, that they're talking about more and more now. Um, and even the election in 2024, um, there's numerous th things going on about whether that's going to take place or not. Some of it's tied to um, our economics um, and to the fact that you could be banking. And I'm going to disagree with Pastor Rick just a little bit um, because when you hear some of the stuff that I'm going to share with you, understand if you stand for Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. if you stand for what is right, your ESG score is going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you could be debanked. Yeah. And so pay attention to, to stuff that's going on in your account because it's pretty significant. And, right. and by the way, um, legally, they do not have to tell you why they did it. Mm -hmm. They can just do it right. and not explain why they did it. They just close them down and say, sorry, you're done. That's the law. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. It's one of my core beliefs that the Bible or Word of God has the power to transform our lives. It's my hope that these messages will help you to do just that and to glorify God and bless others and grow faith. If there's anything that we can do to help you with that, don't hesitate to connect with me. You'll find ways to do that in the show notes. In the show notes, you'll also find links to my sermon notes and other resources to help you in your study of God's Word. Sometimes we do need help to grow in our faith. If there's anything that I can do, don't hesitate to connect with me. I love talking to God's people about God and his word. So send me your questions and I'll do my best to answer them. This message was shared at Calvary Chapel French Valley in Murrieta, California. If you'd like more information about the church, go to calvaryfv.com. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, Stay in the Word and have a radical week with Jesus.